Hey guys, it's Mai and welcome back to my podcast. I really appreciate your time tuning in. And today we have yet another special guest. Um, we're good friends, and he is also the fastest hitter of a golf ball, and is also currently ranked number one for a couple years now. Um, we did some filming on the course today, so please make sure to keep an eye out on his YouTube channel for some new videos. Without any further ado, let's go ask the only Kyle Berkshire questions. I have Kyle here with me and we just played 18 and now we're driving back home and he's with me so how you doing Kyle? I'm doing great Maya, how about you? Great, great, how do you play today you think? I played okay, you know I had a couple of loose shots around around the greens but uh, I hit it far and that's always a plus so and I had fun so that's all you can really do when you play golf and the game will do whatever will do to you so. That's played great, alright all right, so let's talk into about long drive a little bit. Okay. Um, I, just have, I just have a quick question about like, what do you think is like the most important factor that like helps you dominate this game for quite a while now? I think for me, it's my mentality. I think it's, it's almost like an obsession with winning and it's to the point for me where like even winning isn't, even winning itself isn't like enough. Like I have to win everything. And I think when you get into that mindset, mm. it just puts you on a different level when it comes to the expectations and uh, just how you are able to will yourself almost to win. I think that's the biggest difference between guys like Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan is like, they had a pathological need. It wasn't like a want, they literally needed to win. And I think that really played a huge role in um, kind of how these tournaments have been playing out, you know? But um, another a factor I would say for sure has been uh, my speed and my ability to hit the center of the face over and over with, you know, good enough yeah. accuracy has definitely helped. Um, because when you can hit the ball in the center of the face and you have a lot of speed and you're hitting it straight, the physics dictate that you will probably win a lot of sets because you're creating the most power. So I'd say all those factors combined have definitely been the key anchor points for me doing as well as I have this year and uh, hopefully they'll continue to serve me well in the future. How do you balance that like needs or desire to perfect the, the hitting and the expectation? How do you balance that out? Well. I think I have a mixture of expectation, meaning I expect to win, but I also, on the same token, it seems like an oxymoron, but on the, um, the opposite token, I also know that I'm not gonna win every time, which is kind of, it's a hard balance to strike, but if you can expect to win, but at the same time, emotionally be okay with losing, mm -hmm. I think it actually really helps because it doesn't make you feel like you have anything to lose. Yeah, you yeah. just look at everything as an opportunity to win another event. Um, I see. And I think about it from the mindset of I want to rack up as many titles as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I want 10 world titles and 100 tour victories. Like, that's my in my head. And I want to be, surpass that. That's what I want to surpass um, in my head. So, to me, it's just like every tournament's another chance for another world title or another tour victory. So, like, with my title defense coming up in about five, six weeks, I don't look at it as I'm defending my title. Yeah. I look at it as I have an opportunity to get a, get a third world title. Um, and I think that mindset really helps me with um, managing expectations and handling pressure. And, um, you know, so when you have the good mindset, you can kind of go in and just, you know, frankly dominate and, you know, make good swings and do it, do it when you need to when it matters the most. 
Yeah, for sure. That's a really good mindset to have. Do you have any books that you read that like helps with your mindset? I would say I don't read as much as I used to, but a lot of the stuff by Dr. Bob Rotello. He's someone okay. I worked with a lot as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually the reason I became a Division One golfer. I, I first worked with him at the age of 16, wow. and he kind of changed my life forever when he started working with me. And uh, I still keep in touch with him to this day, and he's been very helpful with you know my long drive training and my long drive stuff. Um, a lot of his books are very beneficial, very good reads. I highly recommend them. And uh, but other than that, I don't read too much. I just spend a lot of time watching the long drive, watching the sport, and. The more you watch it, you always pick up something here, pick up something there, and it adds up over the course of a you know a long period. So, um, if you want to get really good at something, my best advice is to immerse yourself in it, become obsessed with it, and really sink your teeth into every aspect of it, and do that for a long period of time. Because the, the human mind has an ability to really, really get good at something when it's the main focal point of your life. And so my, mm. my recommendation is to do that mm -hmm. and you'll get very, very good at whatever discipline it is that you're trying to do. I see. And who do you follow or uh, watches in Long Drive? I mean, you're like the character that people watch it. So mm -hmm. like, who do you look up to? Jason Zubak would definitely be the one I look up to the most. He's got the most world titles, widely okay. regarded as the greatest long driver of all time. I've watched countless tapes of his late of his world championship wins in the late 90s and um I, but the big thing i've gotten is he's so good with his time he, i talked to him for at least a couple hours every week and he's very generous with sharing his knowledge of what he's learned and how he's become the competitor he is so i've learned a lot from jason you know jason mm -hmm. zubak he's been really instrumental in my ability to do to do well in the sport um so i, I follow and look up to him a lot and uh you know, he's been very, very kind to me throughout my career, and he's been very good with giving me advice and help and things like that. And, um, you know, yep. he's just a very good role model in this sport. Very good, yeah. Um, so over the years, like, how, wait, how many years have you been playing long drive for? Man, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but this is, uh, I believe, year five. Five. Okay, and how, how have your training differs throughout the year? Well, I used to hit a lot more than I do now. Um, okay. I would say between 2017 and 2018, I just kind of did whatever and hoped I gained speed. And then I started working with Bobby Peterson in 2019, and that kind of changed the landscape of my life, honestly, because he, huh? he put me on a proper program for speed development. And I'd say in 2019, I had to have hit about 50 to 75,000 drives, um, a lot of balls. And uh, since then, it's tapered back to probably 15 to 20,000 drives. And again, it's to manage the, the fatigue on the body that kind of thing because I already gained the speed I wanted, wanted to gain by hitting the volume I hit early on in my career and now that I'm at a certain speed I'm still trying to gain speed here and there but like my main focus is maintaining my ability to hit the ball in the center of the face and you know my health and my mm -hmm. you know just staying healthy so for me right now it's not as much hitting it's more studying the grids studying things like that refining smaller things yeah. with my swing and um, you know just trying to continue to making marginal improvements every day so health wise like you've it looks like you got bigger and stronger this past year for sure what, what's your ultimate fitness goal you would say i would say ultimately i want to be around 12 to 13 percent body fat weighing about 210 to 215 um right now i'm probably about 17 18 percent body fat weighing 218 216 so i got a little bit to go there but uh, ultimately it's just to be healthy and fit um and uh you know be strong and it's really 
really conducts well for long drive because mm. you know when you're strong when you have a lot of fitness about you you can really move a golf ball fast yeah, so sure. as I've gotten stronger I've increased my speed and hopefully that continues to happen mm. what what keeps you motivated to do so well you know I just like the sport I love competing and I love winning and I want to keep winning and so I think motivation for me is I know that a lot of people want me to want to take my throne want to take what I have mm, for sure. so you know for me it's all about staying one step ahead of everybody else pushing myself harder and uh, it just when I win I don't get satisfied at all I just get hungrier for it. it's like it's almost like a vampire tasting blood to be honest with you because when a vampire tastes blood he just wants more blood and that's <laughs> kind of what I would say I'm like I'm kind of yeah. when I get a taste for winning I just want to win more and more and more it's not like when I win I feel satisfied I don't think I'm ever going to feel satisfied with how much I've won. I think no matter how much I win, at the end of my career, I'm going to be wishing I'd won more tournaments or won more titles. Mm -hmm. Even the five years of my career so far, you know, I've, yeah. I have 17 wins with two of them being world titles. I look back and I'm like, man, I should have won more, you know. So I'm already in that position. So I think what, what makes it for me is just it's such an intrinsic thing for me. Like I want to win more than anything. And, mm -hmm. It just motivates me to keep being better. You know, I never really have any interest in maintaining. I just want to keep improving. For sure, and your love for the sport, yeah. Yes, that that um, the love I have for the sport definitely makes it it makes it easier to train at the intensity and focus level that you need to have to improve. For sure, and I've seen a lot of your videos, like YouTube videos and like Instagram, and you post a lot of like golf shots, like. What's your relationship with like golf versus long drive and how often do you practice each one? So I practice long drive a lot more than I practice golf. Honestly, the only time I'm golfing is when I'm filming for my YouTube channel, but okay. that definitely used to be a lot different when I was a junior golfer. Um, I practiced probably 60 hours a week and it was what my life evolved around and mm -hmm. I played collegiate golf and decided it wasn't for me. And ever since then I've played a lot less, but uh, my games honestly stayed pretty close to where it was. Um, but uh, I try to practice every once in a while, but you know, I have so much going on that for me, it's really just if I'm not filming, I'm not playing golf, so. Um, but it's, it's still been a fun part of my life. It's much, it's much reduced in its capacity, which I think is for the best, but um, you know, it's something I enjoy playing from time to time for sure. That's awesome. Okay, so one of the very last question, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to ask this question. Like, what's your thought on lift golf? Long drive. So my thinking golf, with live golf is that it's going to be very interesting, interesting to see how things play out. I think there's downsides to it. I think where the money comes from isn't the best. However, I mean, the PGA Tour takes money from Saudi Arabia. So mm -hmm. the fact of the matter right. is, is that they're talking out of both sides of their mouth and they're trying to criticize live, you know. So I think there's definitely downsides to it, but I do think there's also upsides to it, meaning that it's forcing the PGA Tour to step up their support of the developmental tours. They increase the amount of spots the Corn Ferry Tour has, and they've, they've increased the purse on the PGA Tour. So from a perspective of golf having more money in it and being a healthier sport, I think it has improved. However, I do wish that the tours would learn to coexist, kind of like the European Tour and the PGA Tour, yep, yep. so that you don't have to pick one or the other. You can have both all the talent competing together you know, on both tours, I think there's a way to work that out. Um, but obviously there's very sharp feelings on either side of the equation. It's pretty much impossible to talk about it without having strong emotions from one side or the other. But for right now, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff about it. There's a lot of negatives, a lot of positives. And uh, it's just one of those things where we'll have to just keep seeing how things play out. And uh, 
hopefully it works out for the best for the game and for the players and, uh, you know, just in general for the morality of the game. So that remains to be seen. And long drive lift golf or lift long drive is that a thing? Well, I don't know much about it at all. Um, I hope if it is, that's that would be amazing. I'm sure we'll find out a lot about that soon. Okay. Um, You know, for me, it's more about I'm just focused on growing the sport as much as I can, and you know, hopefully that comes into the equation in a a way that benefits the players. But uh, we'll see. It's uh, time will tell. But I've. I have no clue at this point what's going to happen, but uh, it'd be great if it did. Okay. And uh, it'd certainly be great for players. So and that's my interest is the players. Okay, sounds good. The very last part, rapid fire questions, okay? Okay. Workout time, 7 a.m. or 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. <laughs> uh, favorite song on the grid competing? Inner Sandman. Okay. CrossFit, yeah or nay? I would say... I would say I'm going to say both because... Okay. If you look at it from the perspective of uh, what it does for fitness, I would say it's good. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it sometimes encourages bad form. So sure. if it does good stuff for fitness, I'm yay. But if it encourages bad form and things like that, I'm a nay. Okay. Pull up or shin up? Uh, pull up. Speed training session or around a golf? Speed training session. Dumbbell or kettlebell? Dumbbell. Favorite club in your bag? Driver. And what is your dream foursome, dead or alive? Who would be? Um, I would say John Daly, my dad, and uh, Tiger Woods. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, thanks so much, Kyle. Thanks, Ma. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Hey, thank you for staying to the end. I hope you've gotten great information out of this podcast. If you did, please share and subscribe to my podcast. It really does help me stay motivated to do more episodes. I really would appreciate that. Also, please feel free to comment, share your thought, and stay connected through my Instagram. Just DM me. That's good. Uh, And keep an eye out for Kyle's Berkshire's video on his YouTube channel, as well as his competition. Both of our competition, actually, the World Championship is coming up in a month or so. So find out on Prolonged Drivers' website and watch live competition on YouTube. That's it for today. Thanks again for your time. Have a great day and hit it long.